Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No we finally get to dive in to the quarterback prospects. Also, Bobby Wagner signs with the Rams. Bruce Arians retires from football, or I guess just being a head coach, moves into the front office. Replaced by Todd Bowles. Clearly, no shortage of things to talk about. So we will get into all that stuff right now. Everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the Football Function Podcast, episode number 110, available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, CastBox, any other podcasting platform that you prefer, you'll be able to find the show. Just want to give a quick shout out to all the listeners. Uh, if you're a first time listener, thank you so much for making this part of your weekly routine. Or if you're a regular listener, that is, thank you for making it part of your re- weekly routine. If you're a first time listener, Thank you so much for searching and finding this podcast. We definitely appreciate it, and we hope that you will continue to do so. But joining me on this episode, this quarterback prospect discussion, Terry Minifield, Cousin Mike, guys, how y'all doing? How was y'all's week? Man, Mike, my, my week is good, man. Like always, everything's all good over here in the Minifield world. <laughs> Funkies, thank you guys for joining us, like Mike said. And um, like I look forward to doing this episode, man. We've been uh, teasing it for a while. I'm ready to hear your opinions on all these guys. Um, you know, it's thrown out there. It's not. It's not like a, like a hit. That group isn't as special as ones that we've come to know in the past couple of years. But nonetheless, these guys are interesting. They're good guys. They're, um, you know, these guys. Some of these guys can make all the throws and all that jazz. Can do every routine. You know, um, but you know, I, lo- I look forward to hearing what you say about them. But uh, CM, my guy, dude, how are you? Dude, I'm good, boys, man. It's always good to uh, chop it up and get back here on the show, you know, and then, you know, one of these days we're going to get on, you know, a streaming, you know, platform to where we can, people can hear us, you know, like during breaks, like before we start talking, because some of the conversations (laughs) we have, some of the, you know, the, the songs we're singing, you know, like Terry was singing some Britney Spears earlier, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But everything's good, man. Everything's good on uh, Cousin Mike's side. <laughs> and, yeah, and, you know, the draft, you know, as, as we're recording this, you know, we're uh, right before April 1st, and, you know, the draft is, you know, only, you know, three, four weeks away, and this is it's a serious time. Like, this is time to start breaking down, you know, 
certain, you know, positions and this is what we do. And, you know, this is what we love to do and, you know, appreciate you guys for listening as always. And we're always trying to bring you hot shit. Let's get it. Yes, I am very much so looking forward to this process. This is actually one of my favorite times of the entire year. I've already been breaking down a lot of these players in multiple positions. So getting a chance to actually hop on here and kind of, you know, talk about one particular position with you guys is going to be really, really Dude, fun. that's the understatement of the year right yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Dude, my man has dived deep into these oh, prospects. I'm sure, and that's what I'm saying. I'm so interested to see what you're fucking, you're going to say about these guys. Well, yep. I mean, Excited. one thing I do want to say is the quarterback <laughs> position isn't necessarily like my my strong <laughs> my strongest position. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the one that I enjoy evaluating the most, honestly, because you got to watch like the most games on yeah. it. And um, but once you watch enough and get like the gist yeah. of the player, how the player is, I mean, you can catch on to his tendencies and what he has and everything. Yeah, and True. it's just funny because last year at this time we finished this series with the quarterbacks because yeah. how good that class was, right? You had Trevor had Lawrence, lead the- Trey Lance, mm-hmm. right. Matt Jones. Um, yep. It was huge. Justin Fields. It was I mean, huge. There was no shortage of quarterbacks, so we were able to kind of break all those guys down, yeah. and we saved the best for last. Definitely not the best this year. So we're going to go ahead and get it out of the way early. Yeah, but I like it. I like before it. Before we dive fully into the quarterbacks, there is obviously obviously some news sure. that we got to get out of the way first. So we'll go ahead and just catch up on some of the some of the things that have happened over the last couple of days. Center from the Jacksonville Jaguars, what Brandon Linder, he retired March 28th. March Nothing 28th. really happened on March 27th. Gotcha. So yeah, March 28th, Brandon Linder retired from the league. Defensive end Jernard Avery was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guard Will Hernandez was signed by the Arizona Cardinals. A little fun fact. There was an offensive lineman, Drod Brooks, who mm-hmm. whenever I was going to school in Dalhart, he was a couple of grades below me. So he was a sophomore yeah. whenever I was a senior. And he was just, I mean, he's one of the, you know, the saying, the first off the bus type of guys. Yeah. Like he was huge. Uh-huh. Like literally like six five as a sophomore, like absolute monster. Golly. He ended up going to play at UTEP and he was on the offensive line with Will Hernandez. Oh, dang. So yeah, it's kind of cool. He That's at least was dope. on the same team as him for sure. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and I, I actually think Aaron Jones was actually on that team <laughs> as well. But anyways, Traquan Smith, wide receiver, he re-signed with the New Orleans Saints. And then quarterback Andy Dalton, he also signed with the New Orleans Saints. Guard Ethan Pochich, Pokich, one of the two. It's one of those, you know, kind of like Luca. It's kind of one of those names. Mm -hmm. The C sounds like a CH, but it also kind of makes a K sound. Either way, he's from LSU. Bring up my boy. Yeah, but he ended up signing with uh, with the Cleveland Browns, so that's a little yes, good sign for them. Speaking of Browns, one of their former first-round picks, Jabril Peppers, signed with the New England Patriots. I think that's mm. going to be a nice little signing there. You got him on like I what, like, like a one-year deal. I think that he, was a he kind of signing. he kind of yeah, fits what they million. like to do. He, he kind uh-huh. of fits like in terms of how is it like. like he, he can play deep, obviously, but he yeah. can also come up in the box. Like that box. Yeah, box but also, safety. are they going to use him as a return specialist? Because he Ooh, is. He got, has that in his bag as well. He's got other well, he's like a, a, he's like a hybrid friends. safety. He's like a hybrid safety. Definitely. Like he's yeah, kind of he got that. Tired, back yeah, he had that. He's got that towered Matthew kind of to him, and he's uh, he's just a stupid. Like he's got that nose for the ball, and you yeah, know, with like, JC out. Oh man! Oh yeah, he's it's a good that's a good fit. That's a really good fit. Malcolm Brown one, I wasn't too fond of that one. Butler, Malcolm Butler. Butler. Well, the Giants lost Will Hernandez. Obviously, we talked about him signing with the Arizona Cardinals. They were going to replace him with Max Garcia, another guard. And then, 
on March 30th, Detroit exercised the fifth-year option on TJ Hawkinson. Yep. So they're going to, you know, pay him. Obviously, one of the better, younger tight ends in the league. I do like him. No-brainer there. Then safety, Malcolm Jenkins, former Saint, then Eagle, then Saint again. Mm -hmm. He retired, Super Bowl champion his rookie year, and then won another Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. So this dude, I mean, definitely has a pretty impressive career. First-round pick out of Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, definitely, I mean, I've seen Roddy White, Julio, so many different guys, you know, battle with this dude, and he's – always been up for the challenge so i got the utmost respect for malcolm jenkins for sure and then the the retirements weren't over there Mm -mm. i can kind of just say that really quickly bruce arians out of nowhere bombshell (laughs) decided he was going to retire and basically have the succession or succession plan with todd bowles basically just to step in right there you already have byron leftwich controlling the offense tom brady returns let's address the elephant in the room i mean there was rumors that him and Tom Brady weren't seeing eye to eye anyway. Yeah. And that like had to do like with Tom Brady retiring the first time or right. something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. he was hoping to maybe get away from Tampa Bay. Like he was hoping that maybe Miami. if he were to retire, something would happen. Mm-hmm. That's not yep. a fact. You know, I don't have any sources or anything like that. That's just something that I heard. I've heard kind of know, the road where there's, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that's, uh, I've actually yeah. heard the exact same, same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like he, exact like he never thing. really wanted to retire in the first place. It was kind of just mm-hmm. like, uh, a way that he thought he might be able mm. to get out of playing in Tampa, but he ended up winning if that were the case because Bruce Arians is no longer his coach. Todd Bowles kind of takes over there. We'll see how it works out for him. I think that Bowles is a hell of a head coach, though. He's done Bruce a hell of a job yeah. with that defense. Hell yeah. Even though it's, I mean, it's, you know, littered with talent. It doesn't matter. I mean, this dude's been a hell of a hell of a coach at other stops as well. And I'm excited to see what he does here, despite being a you know True. division rival. Hmm. We'll see what happens there. But Let's see, continuing on here, cornerback Patrick Peterson re-signed with the Miami Dolphins, and wide receiver Auden Tate signed with the Falcons, and this is a signing that kind of went under the radar, obviously. Tate's kind of been, you know, battling injuries, hasn't really gotten on the field, kind of been behind Tyler Boyd in mm-hmm. that Bengals offense as Higgins and uh, Jamar Chase, clearly the number Take one and number off. two. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Tate, with what he provides, big 6'5 frame, go look oh, at yeah. his highlights, just go look at some of his plays. He makes those big, you know, high-pointed catches like a basketball player, right? right. He yeah. he runs a lot of deep threat or deep routes kind of towards the sideline, back shoulder fades, that type. He just likes to use his big frame, like I said, similar to a basketball player. So I'm really excited about that signing. And then cornerback oh, yeah. Dane Cruikshank, Cruikshank. That's only really the only reason why I wrote that one down is because I wanted to, you know, I mean, I never heard of this guy hearing that last name. <laughs> Definitely uh, wanted <laughs> to bring to it up with you guys, name. but – one signing here that kind of jumped out to me, defensive end Solomon Thomas That's signed cool. with the New York Jets. That one has potential to be kind of a an under-the-radar yeah. type of, yeah, I feel that vibe. you know, low-risk, high-reward <laughs> type of signing, pairing him on that defensive line with some of the guys they already have and yeah. not even counting some of the guys they might get in the draft given yep. that they have three, two top ten picks uh-huh. in the first round and then two top, pick, top ten picks in the second round, which those two picks are extremely valuable the you know top of the first round because you're getting like players that fell yeah players that are typically first round talent you know like who most coaches you have pretty high on their board but you don't have to pay them a lot like first round picks cost a lot more than second round picks for the most part you don't have that fifth year option but at the same time i mean it kind of works out getting a player like that but for sure anyway quick mike uh on the the solomon thomas thing like uh i think he's you know on, on on the verge of being a bust I remember he got, there. I mean, he got drafted, pick. right. He got drafted so high, you know, out of Stanford. And I remember I was, yeah, he was supposed to be, you know, 
the next, you know, Aaron Donald. Like, he, that's what they were touting him as. And, you know, him being that high of a pick, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, he, he kind of nobody really paid attention to him because but I'm also thinking he's still got gas in the tank. I mean, he's only been in the league for, you know, like four years now. So I'm thinking, you know, that's it's a really good pick for the Jets. And, you know, for, for nobody else to pick him up, it's, it's, it's kind of weird to think of, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. It definitely is a little bit weird, but who knows? I mean, like Solomon Thomas obviously was the 49er, so he played mm-hmm. with Robert Sala over there. So he's going to a familiar yep. scheme, at least, playing with some mm-hmm. talent next to him. Quinnen Williams, who's the other guy? Uh, Carl Lawson. Yep. That's the guy who kind of went down with the injury. Yeah, We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not completely ruling this one out, but the blockbuster signing that happened here, and keep in mind, you know, I'm not the only person that said this. I'm not saying I went out on like some crazy limb, but I did say that Bobby Wagner – was going to stay in the NFC West. I thought uh-huh. that the uh, Arizona Cardinals would have been a nice little fit there, given how they're kind of like an up-and-coming team, yeah. a couple superstars away from maybe, you know, getting over that hump. And then, obviously, the Rams showing that they are not looking to uh, regress at all. They're looking to – Fuck them picks. Mm, that's scary. They want to be in the NFC Championship again already. You could already tell these guys are making those moves. Getting Bobby Wagner, that's just – I mean, think about it now. Aaron Donald. Mm. Jeez, Bobby Wagner and Jalen mm. Ramsey. I mean, that mm. is an absolute force. And like, then Eric oh, Little is going to come out of fucking retirement again. That's like Madden nah. right there, dude. I don't <laughs> yeah. have any draft picks, yeah. but dude, that's that's insane right there. So and I know need... Bobby Wagner isn't necessarily the same player. That's one thing people don't necessarily want to, I guess, wrap their mind around or wrap right. their mind around. I guess yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, sense. But anyways, no, you're right. Sound, yeah, you're it sounded right. kind of weird. I know. But anyways, uh, that's one thing that people, I guess, don't want to accept is the fact that Bobby Wagner, despite, you know, still having high tackle numbers, that's not necessarily like an indication that he's still playing at an all pro level because, I mean, number one, tackle stats are kind of like, you know, hit or miss given. I mean, you could land three feet from the guy if you're a big name dude. They see number 54 on the back of your jersey. They're going to give you a tackle. And that's just, you know, that is what it is. But on top of that, it's like. Why did the Seahawks cut him? You know, like if yeah. he was still that yeah. that big dude. And I know, you know, they're kind of in something. a little bit of a rebuild, but they have yep. Jordan Brooks there, a yep. phenomenal linebacker who's very awesome. good. Awesome. And uh, I think that they're just, I think they're comfortable kind of, you know, turning the page here. And Bobby Wagner still got some gas left in the tank. That he was talking oh, to the Raiders. Sure. Yeah. Ray Lewis literally talked to him personally, talking about, you know, what it meant to kind of to be a linebacker for the Ravens there. And that would have been a pretty good signing. That'd but he awesome. did, he said he wanted to stay on the West Coast. Because yep. of the life he's already kind of got built over there in Seattle. And like his kids are there and all that stuff. I mean, it makes sense. You're in that division. Now he gets to play the Seahawks twice. Yeah. So uh, knowing every every single thing, like he's been in that that Seattle like locker room for so long. Like I think oh, that's really? like huge going to the that. Rams. And then like just the simple fact that, you know, they lost Von Miller, of course, you know, he went to the Buffalo Bills. And, the Seahawks and, are gonna look way different, though. Right, and and and. But I see what Bob, you're saying, though, for sure. Bobby goes to you know the Rams, and instead of a you know a pass rusher like Von Miller was, you know you got somebody that's gonna take care of your middle. They're gonna take care, you know, that four to eight to you know ten feet, uh, ten yards from the ball, and he's just a ball hawk. And I mean, you got Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and then your back end. Like, good luck, good luck, even like. Not even scoring. Good luck even getting first downs against this defense next year. Like, good luck. Bobby Wagner has got that nose for the ball. Dude's a beast. And, you know, he's still got, you know, something to play for. And just getting that new, that new, uh, 
jersey on your back, you know, something to play for. Like, because in Seattle, he wasn't going to go nowhere. Everybody knows that. Like, it's a rebuild over there. You know, he's tired of busting his ass. And he trained Jordan Brooks, my boy, you know, double T. And, uh, and you know, he's he's done with that. He's done with being in Seattle. Let's go live in L.A. and let's make some money, baby. Yeah, and to both of y'all's points, man, like, to, he does have a lot left in the tank, and yeah. he's surrounded by much better players. Don't you think that's going to drive oh, him yeah. to be a, oh, like an cool. even better Bobby Wagner? Like if that's oh, even possible man. to think about, it's going to be that's a fucking scary, scary, scary. Yeah, I mean Allen Robinson, that's an upgrade on the offensive yeah. side. Bobby Wagner, that's an upgrade. The Rams, I mean, I'm sorry if you are were hoping that they weren't going to be yeah. relevant, but they are definitely <laughs> right. not going anywhere this season. Definitely. I wish I could say the same for us because we're going to have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's get into talking about these quarterbacks. I've been let's waiting a long time to finally get into this stuff, so let's finally, I guess, not waste any more time here. We're going to start with quarterback Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Yes, sir. Redshirt junior, 6'1", 205 pounds, career passing yards. He's six, uh, 614 completions on 912 attempts at 67%, 8,287 yards, 57 touchdowns, and 23 interceptions. And then oh, career man. rushing yards, 334 attempts. So, I mean, this dude does like to tuck it down and run it. Yes, sir. 1,338 yards, which is 4.0, so about a four exactly yard per carry on 18 touchdowns. So, I mean, this dude is clearly, I mean, he has a little bit of an option in the red zone for sure. He's definitely an option in the red zone. He has sneaky good legs, I guess is something you could say. I watched three games. I watched, they were all in 2021. I watched Alabama, Louisville, and Arkansas. Louisville. And what I have here, what I say? I mean, that's. That's how they pronounce oh, it. Gotcha. Louisville. I didn't even know what I said. Louisville. 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 Oh, well. I Something like matter. that. I got y'all down there. You know what I'm I talking about. I got you about. down there in Louisville. But anyways, <laughs> this dude from what I got here, just basically my little quick assessment is he's much more of a running cornerback than I anticipated. He really the, was. The yeah. Ole Miss offense relies heavily on the RPO, and Corral specifically operated primarily 
out of the shotgun, and most of his throws were either screen passes or quick passes to a slot receiver, or slot receiver, sorry, either running a slant or up the seam. It wasn't really asked of him, but he definitely showed the ability to throw the deep ball and give his receivers a chance to come down with it. He suffered an ankle sprain during the Sugar Bowl against Baylor, but I wrote down here, and keep in mind, I wrote this back in like either early March or late February when I was kind of watching the quarterback highlights and all the quarterback tape that I was studying. He didn't have his pro day yet. Yeah, but he did today, yeah, so he's yeah, good yeah. to go. So that clearly, right. I mean, I, I wrote here, but I don't expect that to impact his draft stock at all. I have an early two, late one grade on Corral, but I fully yep. anticipate him being drafted in round one because of the desperation for the quarterback position I at agree. the NFL level. I'm not really sure, given kind of how things have shifted with, like, there's there being so much quarterback movement and like in terms of veterans and all Mm -hmm. that stuff i don't necessarily know if he's like such a lock that i anticipated that he would be when i wrote this but either way i kind of thought that he would for sure be one of the guys that would end up you know sneaking into the uh into the first round but let me see oh yeah although they're much different style of quarterbacks i get Derek carr vibes with corral in terms of how i feel about them uh pre-draft like before they were even drafted kind of in like that process of the scouting combine pro day all that stuff and if a team reaches and takes corral like excuse me in the top 15 top 20 then his play and development might not reach those expectations but if he falls to a team at the top of the second round or maybe mid round two early round three then you could be really happy with the return of investment that could lead to eight plus years of solid quarterback play so that's kind of what I have with Carroll, kind of have that like Derek Carr type vibe, although he is a little bit more of a running threat than what yeah, Carr yeah. is. I feel that, dude. And he, he he truly is a dual threat guy. And I dude, I agree. He he fucking ran so much more than I thought he was when I um dove into him. Um but yeah, he was a guy who benefited the most out of uh, Lane Kiffin commanding that offense and you know, him spreading out the ball. And you're right, this guy was the king of the Dinkin dives. He's the king of screens. One read, let's throw the deep ball. And then that panic button sets in. But I love the way he manipulates the pocket and gets up in there and, like, he stays there for a minute. He he doesn't panic too much because he has those legs that he can get, you know, out of trouble with. But, you know, I, I really like Matt. He's kind of high in my in my book. But um, I love your comp of Derek Carr of him. Oh, see, um, with him, to be perfectly honest with you, he'd probably get drafted a whole lot higher if he wouldn't have got hurt. You know, and, and you know during that bowl game, and yeah. you know for the simple fact that he gets hurt, and it's 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 semi serious in a bowl right? game, right? You know, and it's wow. semi serious, and you know when you deal with ankles or feet or anything to do with the lower half of a quarterback, that's automatically a minus when it comes down to you know combines, pro days, things like that. But you know, I'll take his, I'll take your Mike, uh, your comp with Derek Carr, but I, I, he's a poor man's. Uh, Josh Allen mixed with a little bit of Jimmy G. Like, Jimmy G's got that dink okay. and dunk, the, you know, the, the pocket, you know, throw it, you know, here, throw it there, check down type quarterback. But he's also got the fleet of foot like Josh Allen, and he's big enough, kind of like Josh, not as big as Josh Allen, but he's fleet of foot, not like Jimmy Garoppolo used to be. But I, I kind of combined them a little bit, and I was actually really high on that because I actually think he's actually going to be a really good quarterback. And for him, falling in in the draft is actually probably going to be a blessing for the simple fact that he's actually going to go to a good team instead of going to, you know, a shit team to where, you know, he's going to be the face and he's not quite ready yet. 
I don't know why, but I get Manziel vibes when he runs. When really? he takes off and runs, that I get a little bit. I get Manziel. Probably vibes. just number yeah. two. You know, yeah, just seeing that. Yeah, maybe because yeah. number two. Yeah. Could very well be that, but because I'm like, I just have a quick hypothetical for you. Say the Panthers sure. six overall, they take Ikim Okwanu. You know that tackle from NC sure. State or Evan right. Neal. Basically, yeah. one of those prime right. offensive linemen that are basically you know solidified that'll build right. your yeah. Offensive what if you right. went one of them at number six, and then with your early second round pick? Wait, no, no, no. You don't have an early second round pick. You guys exactly. don't pick again until like the yeah. – oh, my gosh. Never mind. Yeah. Scratch no, no, that no. hypothetical. <laughs> no, no, no. No wonder you guys are is, taking Willis six, right, six this, overall. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's why – Yeah, because <laughs> you, you got to get a you big bang for your buck. Yeah. Right. You had texted right, me yeah. that, that right, you know, yeah. of course, this is, you know, a heavy wide receiver and heavy, you know, offensive defensive line draft. And, you know, so it's like, okay, so we have the sixth pick, which, you know, it's it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Seeing as we don't have that early, you know, second round draft pick, it's do we go ahead and just get that tackle, a solidified, you know, bona fide guy that's going to be there for 10 years. And, you know, in the long run, you're not going to have to pay him a whole lot unless he turns out to be a top five tackle or guard or whatever he plans out to be. Or do you go ahead and pull the trigger? And get your franchise quarterback of the future. So I'm thinking, you know, if I'm GM, let's go ahead and pull the trigger on, you know, one of these offensive linemen. And then one of these quarterbacks will probably fall out of the first round. And let's get some capital. Let's say, hey, uh, we'll give you uh, McCaffrey or, you know, we'll give you a next round draft pick. And we'll move up into the second and get somebody that's possibly fell out of the first round and maybe hopefully do it like that. But then again, I don't fucking know what they're going to do. There's no hmm. nobody knows anything right now. Blake Willis. There's definitely going to be better players. I promise you that there's going to be better oh, players sure. like in terms of BPA, like who are rated yeah. higher on your board, like on the yep. defensive side or on the offensive line than Always. a quarterback. But I'm telling you right. now that I realize you guys only have that really that six exactly. overall pick. Kinda, exactly. I think you guys are going quarterback. Gotta pull. I just, yeah. You, gotta you pull haven't even added one. Right. Like yeah, you guys aren't going to go into the season with the same quarterback plan. So yeah, I mean, True. that's just kind of, no. that's Fuck where that. I am. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and, Move on from Matt Carroll or Corral, however Corral, you want to say Corral. it. We're going to go ahead and turn the page to Kenny Pickett here, who is a quarterback from Pittsburgh, redshirt senior, six foot two, two 225 pounds. Let's go. His career passing yards here, well, I guess his passing stats, I should say. He has 1,045 completions on 1,674 attempts. That's 62%. That's actually pretty impressive with that many passes. And then 12,300 yards, 81 touchdowns to 32 interceptions. And then career rushing stats, 416 attempts. So kind of similar to Corral. He Mm -hmm. has a lot under his belt. 809 Mm -hmm. yards, though. That's the difference. He has kind of more attempts than Corral, but not nearly as many yards. That right there tells you 1.9 yards per carry. He's not giving you much, but 20 touchdowns. So maybe like short yardage, he could definitely get that quarterback sneak up the middle. The games that I watched, three of them as well, all in 2021. I watched Clemson, Virginia, and North Carolina. Best game was Clemson. Yeah. I like that game. So what I have here for Kenny Pickett is I wrote down Kenny Pickett is a fifth-year junior. No, 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 sorry. I don't know what the hell I was thinking there. Fifth-year senior. Senior. Sorry. Whose age and experience will be valued by NFL clubs. He busted onto the scene or bursted, whichever way you want to say, in 2021, throwing for 42 of his 81 touchdowns in that season alone. And he's going to shine. This is what I wrote here. I said he's going to shine at the NFL Combine because of his ability to plant his foot, throw with velocity, and make every throw. And he has excellent pocket presence, and he has a knack for evading pressure while still keeping his eyes down 
filled. And that's kind of one of the things about him that I feel like does kind of separate him from other guys in this class. Although, you know, we'll see there's a difference from doing that in college to doing it, you know, in the NFL. But deep ball accuracy is the one thing that I would like to see that kind of be more consistent between now and the time that actually steps on an NFL field. But he actually did go viral during the 2021 season by literally changing the game. <laughs> he was the quarterback who famously pulled off the fake slide. So clearly right. he uh, he has a willingness to run the ball. Boy, shifty too. But you could not only make the argument that Pickett has the highest floor out of all the quarterbacks in this class, but you could also make the case for him being the best of the group in general. And as of yes. right now, I expect him to be the first quarterback selected in the 2022 NFL draft. I don't necessarily agree with that already. I already kind of changed my mind since, you know, since I wrote this about a month ago or whatever. I feel like Malik Willis might have kind of jumped in, but I do still feel like Pickett might be the first guy selected. I've heard rumors about us taking him eighth overall. I've heard rumors about the Panthers taking him as well. I mean, there's definitely you never really know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, 2014 when the Jaguars took Blake Bortles three overall, Hmm. that's kind of whenever everything went out the window for me. And I was just saying (laughs) quarterbacks can go literally whenever – People are going to take who the hell they want. Kind of right. similar whenever the Titans took Jake Locker back in 2011. Yeah, that was weird too. But let's see. Where am I? All right, right here. I have a late round grade on Kenny Pickett, but I think that he will end up going way earlier than that. Pittsburgh obviously is the best landing spot for him because that's where he played college, yeah, and that's the same have, stadium that he played. Too. It's just kind of when I mean, they have a need. Mm-hmm. It just almost seems like a match made in heaven. But uh, there's going to be plenty of teams besides Pittsburgh that are going to be interested in the services of Kenny Pickett. So you could expect his name to be called anywhere from, say, the Carolina Panthers in the top 10 all the way down to the Steelers in the 20s. And then clearly I don't think he's going to make it out of the 30s. So I think Kenny Pickett will definitely be one of the quarterbacks that will get his name called relatively early in the 2022 draft. Yeah, man, I love Kenny Pickett. He's definitely the the cream of the crop in this in this crop. Um, which is, you know, not too impressive. But these guys, this guy is definitely the head of it all. And, you know, you're talking about all his tangibles and, you know, every every throw is is um, a good one. You, he's got enough arm to make all the throws in the NFL. Deep ball is a, is a concern. We'll need to get better at that. But, you know, technique and, you know, working the offseason, working with um, top shelf receivers and everything like that will we'll change that. And, I don't see any holes or too many holes in his game. And, um, you know, one of the, you know, big negatives, I guess, the the negative that gets thrown around a lot is his hand size. Um, I don't know if that, you know, means anything to you guys. But, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. So, if you know, if a lot of people are, you know, kind of concerned about it, it kind of it kind of maybe is a big thing. So, yeah. I mean, I think no, like was it Michael Vick was the last yeah. guy with quarter with hands mm-hmm. this small. Yeah. I think I look right there behind you, yeah. Terry, an autographed picture of Michael yeah. Vick and yeah. a jersey. So yeah. clearly, we are fans of the small hands. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. But the other thing about Kenny Pickett, though, I'm actually thinking, I'm actually not so high. I'm not yeah. real high on Kenny Pickett, to be perfectly honest with you. Like I, he Terry's high. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't. Like I, I, of course, I see potential. Of course, like every one of these quarterbacks that we're going to be talking about, they yeah. have potential. Of course, they have, but they have to fall into the right spot. You know, like let's say Justin Herbert doesn't go to L.A. Let's say Patrick Mahomes doesn't go to KC. What if Kenny Pickett is the next uh, 
freaking Matt Stafford and he goes somewhere where, you know, he's going to put up good numbers, but he'll never go to a Pro Bowl. He'll, he won't go to the playoffs. He won't do this. He won't do that. And, I, and I'm thinking there for 10 years. Right. Right. Win the Super but who's Bowl. but who's to say that, you know, he's going to even be the next Matt Stafford. I, I, I see, you know, and uh, not so high ceiling, but I also see a really low floor. Like, I don't know what it is like about him that this just kind of turns me off. I don't know what it is. Perfectly honest with you. I just think it's it, the two gloves. It's uh, I don't know if it's well being in Pittsburgh. You know, it's wet. <laughs> it's kind of clammy. It's one of those you know type of towns that you know. Yeah, you kind of have to have something to you know protect the ball. You know, something like that. And then little hands, the whole little hands thing, it don't really mean shit. You know, like the whole thing about having big feet don't mean you have a big dick. Like you know, everybody knows that. So it's just like, <laughs> can you spin the ball? And then can you throw it down the field? Like, and then that's another thing that kind of bothers me. It's like he, his his you know his over thirty yard passes aren't so good, <laughs> aren't so good. And so I'm thinking in. And in this NFL league, you got to be able to wing it, man. And you can't dink and dunk all the time. I totally agree. But anyways, on that note, we're going to go ahead and get into another ad break. But stay right there. We'll be right back. Okay, let's talk about quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. Redshirt senior, another guy kind of like Kenny Pickett. He's been in college for a while. 6'1", 215 pounds. His career passing stats, 388 completions on 618 attempts, so 63% for 5,176 yards, 48 touchdowns to 18 interceptions. His rushing stats, 366 attempts, 2,131 yards, 5.8 yards per carry, and 29 touchdowns. Elite. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, Matt Corral's stats were impressive until you pull up Malik Willis. (laughs) And it was the exact same things whenever you pull up the tape. Because that's kind of what I did there. I watched five games of Malik Willis. It was kind of hard not to. Just and at this point, and you'll watch. see, you'll see. He jumps why. off the page. Yeah, he jumps off the screen, dude. Like he literally does. He's, like the kids highlight yes, after highlight exactly. after highlight. But once you turn off the highlights, he's kind of is, you know, shows weakness in a lot of places. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, course. you see, you'll see why I watched five games whenever you hear my scouting report of him. And I watched two in 2020, NC State and Virginia Tech. And then in 2021, I watched Ole Miss, Syracuse, and Old Dominion. So five games total. But what I have here is Malik Willis sat behind Bo Nix for two seasons at the University of Auburn. Because of the transfer rules, he was forced to sit out the 2019 Mm -hmm. season. And then after he transferred to Liberty, he led the Flames to an 18-6 and record as their dual-threat quarterback. In the five games that I studied, Willis showed traits that will easily translate to the next level. The two 2020 games that I watched were clearly his worst, where he showed very inconsistent deep ball accuracy and inability to sense pressure, which led to several sack fumbles. 2021 was a very different story, however. He was consistently standing in the pocket to deliver passes all over the field and showcasing an athletic skill set that can be used in similar ways that the Ravens use Lamar Jackson in short yardage. I'm not saying that you're going to you know, completely rebuild your offense around this guy, to, you know, be like a an RPO, uh, zone read type of offense where you're going to be running the ball completely yeah, he and no receivers in. are going to want to sign with you in free agency like we're kind of seeing happen with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. This dude can sling it. It just so happens that he's a big dude with a big frame. He's an athlete. So in short yardage, if you have like a third and two, he can pick yeah. it up. I've yeah. seen several yeah. times. Go watch Go watch any of these games. You see it several times where this dude's clearly just ducking his shoulder, being physical, even down the field. He's not necessarily scared. To take a hit, you definitely want to slide as much as possible in the league. But either way, this dude definitely can uh, 
can make plays from all over the field, but I don't think that he's necessarily limited or as limited as some people think Lamar Jackson might be. But anyways, this right here is big, this paragraph that I wrote here, and this tells you how long ago that I wrote this. (laughs) But I wrote, I think best-case scenario for Willis is that he gets drafted to a team with an established quarterback in place to let him learn how to be an NFL quarterback and polish his game a little bit. The Atlanta native would fit perfectly with the Falcons as the heir apparent to Matt Ryan. But there are going to be plenty of teams similar with Kenny Pickett. There's going to be similar teams and plenty of teams with their eyes on Willis at the beginning of the 2022 NFL draft. And there's a good chance that he might be in the Falcons division playing for a rival by the Carolina Panthers. But that's what I got on Malik Willis. Who did jump? I wrote this back in... I want to say probably very beginning of March, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think probably yeah. very, very yeah, beginning of March. for a while. Yeah, yeah but, but you are, you are, I mean, it's still true. I'm already I mean, way past can, the quarterback yeah. position in terms oh, of yeah. players watching. Oh, but sure. it is just, yeah. yeah, just, yeah, I was prepared for us to draft him. And I think that's why I may have watched five games instead yeah, of just three like sure. these other guys is because I really wanted to, to get to know this guy. I really wanted to know the type of player just in case, hey, we draft this dude in the top ten. What are we getting here? And uh, I came away impressed. I did. I came away thinking that if we did draft him, I wouldn't have to be talked off a ledge. Like, I would actually, you know. And that was was when we had Matt Ryan. Now we don't have Matt Ryan. So if we take him, I mean, we take him, you know. He showed enough, and his pro day has happened since then. Like I said, he's jumped Pickett. He's now my number one guy in terms of quarterback. But, I mean – if you ask five different people, you'll get five different answers. For sure. I've, yep. I've seen people That's say true. Desmond Ritter's their number one. I've seen people Sam say Pickett. I've seen people say Matt Corral. There's been a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, show their face at that number one quarterback spot. And that's the thing that's really interesting about this draft class. But what are y'all's opinions on Malik Willis? I, I love Malik, man. His his arm is special. His arm talent can wow you. And it could, like you said, it could push you to that ledge. Almost, because this guy. I mean, sometimes when I when I when I was turning to him, when I was watching him, like some of the plays he was making were, weren't the smartest. You know what I mean? Like, there's some plays where you're just like, all right, my daughter could have made a better decision than that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can't beat the fact that this guy, you know, his traits just translate well um, to what the NFL's going to. You know that that dual threat scares the offense in so many ways than just one um and he, and he shows the ability that he can step up in the pocket and wait and read the defense um it's it's the the inaccuracy sometimes for me you know what i mean it, he, he he needs to be more consistent and i think that will come with time with some special coaching um special work um and i, I like like you said i wouldn't be surprised if he's the first quarterback taken off the board this year um, it's, that's just how special he is. And in one aspect of his game, his legs can just win you games. So, um, I think he'd benefit finding a, a established team already with a quarterback in the system. That's, you know, on his way out that could learn that he can learn from and all that shit. But I, th- I also think he can come in day one and play for you. So I can't wait for this kid just to get in the league, see what team he lands on. If it's the Panthers, let's fucking go. Um, but what do you think about him to Oh, I mean, of course, you know, like dream situation, you know, the it comes down to us. We don't trade down, you know, we don't do anything stupid and let's go ahead and get him in there. Like, let's, you know, let's kick the tires on, you know, PJ and Sam Darnold. You know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Thank you know, you. But we we got 
Yeah, of course. You know, I don't even think Cam's going to come but back. But what a person to fucking learn behind, though. That's he true. Could, yeah, but what are you going to learn from Cam, Cam you know? Like, hey, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl, bro. He's true, I know. Cam's. Yeah, but he folded. I'm button the shirt. Ah, yeah. back. That's yeah, Cam. but he's not He's not Superman no more. You know, like he's, he's you know, uh, Clark. Clark you know, he's Clark Kent now. And Clark Kent was cool. Right. <laughs> no, no worries. But the thing about him, like like what, what y'all were saying, you know, I watched him. Like, and the whole thing about, you know, Malik that stands out is it's the 10-year effect. Let's go, you know, NFL doesn't – it stands for not for long. Everybody knows 10 years ago the prototypical quarterback was 6'5", you know, 240, 250. And, you know, they stand in the pocket and, you know, they'll dink and dunk you. They can possibly throw it down the field. And then, you know, guys like, you know, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson, guys like, you know, even Patrick Mahomes on a, on a good day, you know, Joe Burrow when he wants to. It's like, it's, it's, you got to have a quarterback that so is not scared come. to, you know, say, all right, one, two, three, nobody's open. All right, I got a free safety. He turned his back. The, the linebackers are covering. I'm gone. I can get an easy 10 yards. That's what the game has come down to. It's it, it's coming down to your quarterback. Can your quarterback just hold on to that ball for just a couple more extra seconds and go and get that first down for you? And then with Malik, it's it's that's what he has. But he also has that pop that he can act like he's going to run and then just kind of throw it over your head. And and especially with, you know, our receiving core in Carolina, I would love to have him. And, you know, I don't want him to start right away either. Like, I would not want him to start right away. And, like, you know, learn a little bit, at least, you know, maybe half a season. But this kid's got pop. He's got great eyes. You know, he's got some a little bit of insecurities. You know, sometimes, you know, he makes bad decisions with his ball. But, you know, he's got a game that somebody can work on. Looking at Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he came from Tech. You know, he was making stupid decisions all the freaking time, but his arm just kind of saved his ass. It's like Malik has the same problem, but he has better legs. So I'm thinking, why not pull the trigger on him? Because he's a future, like, badass for sure. You never know. You could get Josh Allen. Uh-huh. You could get Jamarcus Russell. Ooh. Oh, don't, oh, Marcus, don't say those words. We don't say those words <laughs> around here. Especially that's in draft why, season, that's come why on, draft season, that's we why, save those yeah. comments for the fall. Right, right? That's, that's why, why rookies that's don't me. get paid no more. That's on me. That's, that's, that's like saying Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Or, no, sorry, Voldemort. 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 Sorry. Voldemort ass, the man you will not speak. The man <laughs> you will not speak of. Right. Nerd. But anyways, let's go ahead and turn the page here to quarterback Sam Howell from North Carolina, a true junior, 6'1", 220. Career passing stats, 713 completions on 1,117 attempts, 64% completion percentage, 10,283 yards, 92 touchdowns to 23 interceptions, rushing yards, 369 attempts, 1,000 yards, well, 1,009, so right over 1,000. 2.7 yards per carry, though, that's the thing, and then 17 touchdowns. The games that I watched were all 2021, Notre Dame, Florida State, and Pitt. Love that Florida State. And here is what I have written down for Mr. Howell. But Howell was an interesting case. He started as a true freshman at the University of North Carolina and only missed two games during the three years as the Tar Heel starting quarterback. The reason why I call them interesting is because his numbers declined in yards and touchdowns in each of his three seasons. Mm-hmm. 
but he does look like a spitting image of former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. That ain't no lie. And even somewhat plays like him. But that shouldn't necessarily be a knock on Sam because he's put some really good stuff on film, such as good ball placement, pocket movement, and runs the ball with the physicality of Josh Allen. And he also plays the game with excellent poise. But like the other quarterbacks in this class, he would really benefit, and I do think he needs time before he actually gets thrown to the wolves. I'd be all over him like the beginning of round three or something like that. But um, I feel like maybe he could work himself into the second round or maybe even, you know, really early second round, depending on, you know, if a team falls in love with him. And I wrote this, if he tests and interviews well, the scouting combine and the throwing drill could separate him from other quarterbacks in this class. That's kind of what I think about Sam Howell is, I mean, he's kind of like a, a middle of the pack type of guy, in my opinion. He's yeah. he, he's a guy that if the board kind of falls out, like say you want a guy like uh, Malik Willis, but you don't expect it. Say you're in the Panthers case at sixth overall. You want Malik Willis, but you don't expect Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama, to be sitting there. So you make the the decision that the similar decision, kind of like what the Dallas Cowboys made back in 2014. Jerry Jones, remember, he wanted Johnny Menzel so bad. Mm-hmm. He had to like stop himself from drafting him. And then his son stopped him, and they actually drafted Zach Martin. And clearly, Martin's their best Way player better. on their entire team. So. This could be a situation like that, where the Panthers just go best player available, take a tackle like Evan Neal, and then their next draft pick, which I don't even know when it is, which number their next draft pick is, but whenever that is, um, I do think that they could maybe get a guy like Sam Howell, or depending on what other quarterbacks are, you know, available. Well, we don't pick till the third. We don't pick till the third round as of now. Really? But, I mean, you know, that's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you traded for Sam Darnold, so yeah. you get it. That's what you True. get. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we, hey, we made our bed, now we got to sleep in it. But what do you think about Howell? You know, actually, I think he's he's got some sleeper some sleeper qualities to him, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, he's he's not really getting that love like he actually should. And I'm actually mm-hmm. thinking, like, he's actually got a really good game. And I um, actually really think that Baker Mayfield is hurting his draft stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's literally what it comes Should've down to. Just switch his gear up. Maybe shave your literally. beard or something. Right. I don't know what what the thing. Right. Why does he look identical to him? Doesn't wear the same I, number. It's weird. Yeah, his face is. He's got a Baker face. Dude. He looks just. He's a baby Baker. He looks just yeah. like that man. Yeah, he's and at the same time, somebody's somebody's gonna pull the trigger on him though. Like somebody's going to, and I'm thinking like. He actually probably wouldn't have been like really talked about on this show if he didn't have Mac Brown. Like, because you kind of look at, you look look at Mac Brown, you know what he did for a lot of you know Texas quarterbacks, and you know he really groomed a lot of them. You know he had two years of Mac Brown, so don't don't tell me he's not educated. Don't tell me he knows he doesn't know how to read a cover two or you know a spy or you know anything like that. Like, because he knows his game. Like, he's actually probably better. In the in the playbook room, you know, looking at plays and dissecting things, and probably what he is on the field. And at the same time, it's like if he can just meet those two in the middle, I'm actually thinking he's going to be a really good quarterback. And the simple fact that he's going to fall so far, it's going to be that whole you know corral thing. He's going to go to a good team to where he doesn't have to play right away. He's going to go to a team that where he's got a really good quarterback in front of him. Hopefully, you know, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, any, well, any who, any who, whatever. But he's going to sit back and he's going to learn. And that, and he's going to do a good job at, at some point in time in his career for sure. 
Well, the decline of his numbers was because he lost talent every year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I know he lost two badass running backs, but wouldn't that mean your your numbers would go up because you're not running? Yeah, you're you're asking more yeah. of from a younger sure. guy. I understand. I understand. And, but he's technically older. He's getting older. True. Yes, and, yes, I mean, very right. true. I see it. I, I see, I see what you're true. saying, and it does, it does make sense. I mean, whenever quarterback – I mean, it was who who was the quarterback? Jordan Love. He mm-hmm. was the guy who they said his his uh, junior year was like completely different from the year before that because of how much talent. Was and around. that's why he threw because he didn't throw like any interceptions or something like that. And then he he threw one. Right. I forgot yeah. exactly well, what it's it was. The, it's the same Trey Lance thing. You know, remember yeah. Trey Lance only played one fucking game. You know, at North Dakota State, and then he gets drafted. You know, top ten. It's it's. Yeah, that's put what enough. I was thinking about. But Jordan right. Love definitely had like yeah. the the the, yeah. the loss of talent. I just got confused right. with the whole right, interception right. thing because yeah, Jordan Love sure. was just doing too much, like trying to make too many plays yes, without you know, exactly. all the players. But I guess we will go ahead and take a quick break, really quickly. And whenever we get back, we'll turn the page to another quarterback here. But stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the football function, guys. Let's continue on here. We only got a couple more quarterbacks to go, so let's go ahead and knock them out here in the final segment. We'll start with Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati, red shirt senior. Love his kid. Six foot four, mm. two hundred and fifteen pounds, eight hundred and ten completions out of thirteen hundred attempts, sixty-two percent, ten thousand two hundred and thirty-nine yards, eighty-seven touchdowns with twenty-eight interceptions, rushing stats. 501 attempts. I think that it that might actually it might be the most. I don't know exactly. It's one of it's, it's, it's either him there. or Willis one, one, for sure. Yeah, it's up there. But 2,180 yards, 4.4 4 mm. yards per carry for 28 mm. touchdowns. Mm. The games that I watched were all in 2021: Notre Dame, Indiana, and Alabama, which was actually a college football playoff game. Sure. But what I have here for Ritter is I put he's one of my uh, more favorite quarterbacks in this class mm-hmm. stylistically. Like, that's kind of just like, I like the way he plays, you yeah, know, just yeah. like, I guess it kind of fits. It's it's honestly a little bit similar to Mariota. And that's what's kind of crazy is like before we actually got Mariota, that's kind of what I thought here. I like that comp. But he has good mechanics and offers enough athleticism to provide a threat with his legs. I like his ball placement and his ability to make several NFL throws. He's known to cough up the ball, however, whenever he's hit unexpectedly. And his short passes have a tendency to be tipped at the line of scrimmage. That's mm-hmm. just one thing I noticed while watching these games. But yeah. I fully expect him to be selected in the second round of the 2022 NFL Draft. And uh, he does need time on the bench. But I will go on record saying that I truly believe it will come down to Ritter and Willis as to who has the most successful NFL career. I like so that's kind of – I'm really high yeah. on Ritter and yeah, Willis. Yeah, me too. And uh, I think that one of these guys, I mean, really just depends – because, I mean, things change, you know. It all really depends on what style of ice cream or what flavor of ice cream your team wants, you know. So True. it's kind of tough to predict here, but I, I'm i high on Ritter. I, I really am. I know some people aren't, but I think that just what he can bring, if the Falcons were to draft him, I feel like Mariota would be like a damn good person to have on the roster already. Yeah, because, like I true. said, they're, they are kind of similar in terms of just, you know, the way they're built, the way they play the game and all that good stuff. But anyways, what, uh, what are y'all's thoughts on Desmond Ritter? I am right there with you with Desmond, man. I think he's one of the, you know, one of the top ones in this draft class. Um, he, there's always those guys that are like, you know, if they figure this shit out, if they figure the football out, this is gonna be fucking scary. Like, if this kid does figure it out, like if he figure out the consistency problems, the, you know, sometimes being way inaccurate, um, throwing guys uh, like way out of bounds, and you know, stuff stuff like that, little things that can be fixed. Um, this guy can, he can do it. And I have the utmost faith in him and, you know, I'm ready to see where he lands. 
dude, this is Desmond Ritter is another sleeper that I think, you know, it goes, of course, it goes Malik. And then, you know, kind of it's going to go Desmond and then it's going to kind of go, you know, some of these other guys. And Desmond Ritter is going to climb because I this is going to sound like a weird comp, but hear me out. He's got some Philip Rivers to him. Philip Rivers. He's got that swag. He's got that like, <laughs> like he's he's got that like I'm the man when I'm on the field. He does have know. a kid already, I think. <laughs> well, he's only well, like Phil eleven down. <laughs> he's, he's a young kid. That's the thing. Is he's already got one. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, you might be on something. There. Okay, but the the stylistically how they play, like when 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 they're on the field, they 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 think they're the man, and they talk it. And they actually kind of walk it, and even actually kind of like how they throw the ball. Yeah, his arm is not like Philip Rivers' arm at all, but but he's kind of got that inconsistency too. You know, like Philip Rivers used to have, or and in, right. in, in towards the end of his his career. And I'm thinking, like, you know, hey, I I would Philip Rivers did really good for San Diego for so long. Okay. Like, you know, why not take a Philip Rivers like? You know, a lot of a lot of teams would they would gamble on that. And I'm thinking, you know, like he fixes his, you know, some of his imperfections, you know, some of the things he needs to work on, so on and so forth. But, you know, him coming from Cincinnati, a real pass happy offense. I'm thinking it it, it goes right into the NFL. Like, you know, it's going to be really good and he's not going to go to a, a really shitty team. He's hopefully he goes to a team where he can sit back, you know, relax, learn. And just like some of these other quarterbacks hopefully get to do. And he's not going to be the man for at least another year, but he can learn and he's got game. And I'm thinking he's he, he he's going to have a lot of good upside going into his future. He certainly can. Kind of reminds me a little bit. Hear me out. Willie Beeman. A little, you know, <laughs> any given Sunday. Swag. Kinda, yeah, he, he's got some like swag, dude. Like he offers Phil Rivers had swag, too. Remember, Philip Rivers would walk into a <laughs> Philip Rivers would walk into a freaking interview and own that shit. He never and he never said a curse word. He never did anything. But whenever he talked, you listened, and that's 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 the thing about Desmond has going for him. One too. of the things that I wrote down about Desmond is he has four or five speed. So that whole time you are saying Philip Rivers, I'm just imagining Philip Rivers with the four. Well, five I never said Philip oh, Rivers. Dude. I just said he has kids, so maybe he's reproducing. Yeah. <laughs> but. Anyways, let's go ahead and turn the page to our final quarterback here, Carson Strong from Nevada. Red shirt junior, six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He completed eight hundred and fifty-two uh passes out of one thousand two hundred and fifty-one attempts, sixty-eight percent. Let's go. Nine thousand three hundred and sixty-eight yards, seventy-four touchdowns, and only nineteen interceptions. What? Rushing, one hundred and thirty-nine attempts, negative. 305 yards. Ouch. Okay, so that's not a strong so why point. Why, Negative. Why are we even talking 2. about 2. this 2.2 yards per carry and zero touchdowns. Now, okay, he doesn't out. like to run the ball. Hey, right. hey, a lot of yeah. tell you he gets sacked a lot. He gets sacked a lot. That type of rushing stat line for his career as a redshirt junior. Uh, then that should just tell you if he's still in the conversation as being drafted in the NFL, his arm must be fucked. And lights out. So yeah. we're going to talk about that. Yeah. He's got quick sand here. fucking legs. The games that I watched, three of them all in 2021. I watched the one against the University of California, Kansas State, and then Boise State. Okay. But what I have here 
is there are pros and cons to Carson Strong's game, just like every other quarterback in this class. The pros, his six foot four frame resembles recently retired Tom Brady. That Love tells it. you I fucking wrote this before Tom Brady <laughs> came back. But right. another another pro I have here is the command he takes over his offense. And the patience he shows in the pocket whenever a big play needs to develop. Can't deny that it just oozes that all the time. Yeah, down. but the cons, he is essentially a statue in the pocket, and um, mm. he's going to offer you next to nothing in terms of mobility. We clearly mm. talked about that with his rushing stats and all that stuff. And just watch the tape. This dude, I mean, he's not trying to run the ball. He has a knee brace on. I mean, that's mm. another thing, just like Tom Brady. He has the knee brace right there. But True. And I know Tom really doesn't play with one anymore, if I'm not mistaken, but he did for yeah, a while. Tom, there, so. Tom will tuck it down and get a couple yards every once So will Carson. Oh. Carson will sh- shows me Carson wins a too. couple of times. Philip Rivers but, used to, too. Outside of him just being a statue, his inconsistent accuracy is also something that's going to be need to be fine-tuned before he's given the keys to an NFL offense. But I feel like he has day two written all over him, and I expect his name to be called in the second round had the Raiders not already committed to Derek Carr. Going forward, I feel like Strong would be a nice little fit there given Josh McDaniels and getting a chance to draft his own Tom Brady. And who knows? I mean, there's a chance he could still get him you know, to sit behind Derek Carr given that, like every other quarterback in this class— Carson Strong needs a redshirt year. So I'm just saying, depending on how the draft goes, the Raiders, I mean, they're not necessarily like flooding with needs. Now they're kind of, you know, getting players here and there. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I mean, they're going to need a succession plan. Why not? I mean, the pa- this is something the Patriots have done time and time again. Josh McDaniels comes from that type of culture. So it just kind of makes sense that they might kick the tires and get a, get a guy, especially this big, this, like this good of a fit, you know, this who's this similar I bet to John Tom Brady. Like he's even more similar and to Tom Brady than Mac Jones, you know. And he's right there in Nevada too. I mean, it's not like Josh McDaniels hasn't already been watching him. And I didn't even think about that. I didn't bring my geography uh, hat. Today, so. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, look at right you. We yeah, that backyard, right there was like baby. Thanos. Like I kind of had the Infinity Stone right there, and you kind of just put it in there, the last yeah, one, and you know, just yeah, like, just fills it going through That's his body. It. I love it. That's what it That's is. That's the perfect fit. Carson I Strong to be a Raider. But what are your thoughts on Strong? Uh, if you want, because of Mike, we'll let you go first because I think Terry right. might uh, uh might have some good things to say about this guy, so we'll let him close it out. Well, I, I don't have anything to say about this guy, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, you know, your his stats, his stats don't jump off the page. You already read them. Like, he plays on the West Coast, and and, and the whole West Coast quarterback thing, that's always like been a like a thorn in the NFL side because you can only name so many West Coast quarterbacks that are actually relevant in the game right now. Yeah, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, of course, Derek Carr. All right, name a couple more. Like, there's not a whole lot of good quarterbacks that come out of the West Coast. Everybody comes from the South. They come from the Midwest. They come from the East. Mariota, show some respect. Ah, uh, come on, yeah, man. Hold your he, tongue, dude. He's he was good at Oregon. <laughs> Has he done anything in the NFL? Yes, threw a pass to himself for a touchdown. <laughs> well, Brett Favre's done seen. the same thing. I mean, this is like, it's Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, Judd, touche, touche, touche. But yeah, that's the thing is, you know, nothing jumps off the page. You know, yeah, he'll get picked up just because he's out. But the thing is, he's he's play doh. He's going to be play doh, and he needs to be put into the right hands, and he needs to be molded. You know, he's not like a raw talent like you know some of these other guys like Sam Howell or you know like a Matt Corral. Like they have, you know, they need to be formed. They need to be fixed. You know, this guy's play doh. Yeah. He's this guy's literally play doh. Like they, 
he, they're going to have to start from the ground up and work with him. Yeah, he's got good tangibles. He's got a good arm, so on and so forth. But he's going to need a lot of work. And, you know, somebody will, pull, somebody will pull the trigger on him for sure the second day, though. He's not going the first day. Like, no fucking way. But, Hell you know, no. no. But him from being from Nevada, nobody he watches those to. games. And, you know, so on and so forth. But, yeah, go ahead and take it, T. He was in a way better system. So go ahead, Terry. Let's hear your uh, thoughts on Carson. I love yeah. Carson Strong. He is my Mac Jones. Of oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Here we go. In other go. words, Terry's gonna be pitching a tent every time we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Carson. I will have yeah. any. I will have nothing good. Everything Wolf good pack. comes from. <laughs> I will have nothing but good things to say about Carson Strong because I love. I love what he brings um, to the offense, man. He's he's just natural at the position. You want to look at what he, he does. This, this is that's his <laughs> offensive line fault, dude. It, it, this guy never. I mean, when I when I watched him, there him was time though. I've seen it. Yeah, man. Yeah, he never hangs it. on the ball yeah, too long. You know what I mean? I it's it. always yeah. he always has a read in his mind, but he can go through one, two, three. Oh, come back to two. He can do all that shit. He can make all the throws at every level. I think his arm is elite. Um, other than the knee thing i think that's the only downfall because everything when when i watched him looked effortless he could fit it in tight windows he can make the the extra you know he could he can extend plays he's not your your fantastic scrambles i'm gonna break this fucking tackle spin out of here make a throw behind my back kind of player he's gonna load you to sleep in the pocket he's gonna make you he's gonna do his three step five steps seven steps get the tackler to get um get positions, come up in the pocket, let those receivers get time to beat corners, and then attack you. He's the Tom Brady's. He's the Peyton Manning's. He's those yeah, type of. He's old school. Those, he's the old day, school. The day of that quarterback is done, my friend. He's the Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, there that's we a go. good call for him. There there. Joe we Flacco go. went to that's the damn really Super Bowl. So, I mean. Hey, University of Delaware right there. He's the Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> I mean, ass. Sam Bradford is the perfect. Oh, yeah, perfect. that's not that's not a bad comp though. It's not. It's not really if, uh, not. If not, if you put what's Landry Umstead, uh, he's the exact. If you one. put Malik Willis's arm on him, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, <okay. laughs> oh, Sam Bradford. But, yeah, Sam Bradford had a fucking can. Sam Bradford had I, mean, a can. I never liked his form, though. His form is oh, really yeah. it was, Well, look, I mean, look back at no the time of the, Philip Rivers. Back at the but, time of the day when Sam Bradford came out, like that was the prototypical quarterback. Everybody was a stand-up, yeah, six four, tight. six five, twenty, two hundred thirty pound. You know, pocket quarterback, give them four Carson seconds and they'll do strong. it. Okay. I'm just saying that the time Carson of the, the the time of that quarterback is dead. It is dead. I agree. Well, maybe. I don't know. Because, I mean, look at the last Super Bowl winners. I mean, Tom Brady, obviously. And then Matthew Stafford isn't necessarily yep. known to be, you know. A Fleet of foot either. Yeah, true. If, if, you're, if you're, you're talking right. about mobile quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford would not be in that discussion. No, well, of course not. not. I mean, I wouldn't even put Joe Burrow to be really fleet of foot. Yeah, he can run. Yeah. But he doesn't want to. He doesn't search yeah, to do it. He damn sure doesn't want to. But dude, let's just for let's it. just keep an eye on Carson Strong. Yes, he would right, benefit right. from falling to a. Hey, you, already established. All right, so so at real quick, you're usually really fucking good at predicting things. I know that's why I'm no. freaking curious. Here. I'm like, <laughs> so let's I just get lucky let's, every now. And let's then, put dude. a feather on that one, and you know what? In a, you know, a year, just, a couple years, you might be right. It, bro. You're I right. Call hey, watch it. I you think do a good his, job at that his, stuff. His game fucking translates to the NFL. Uh, what receivers want, bro? They want a quarterback that can fucking put it 
right there in the bucket every time. And this kid can do it, dude. I like trends. I like trends starting here like on the show. It, it just it like tells it. me every year. It just, it's crazy how much things change, how much they stay the same. I mean, it's actually pretty crazy. Um, today, March 31st, this episode is going to be dropping on April Fool's. Happy April Fool's. April Fool's. That, but yep. Anyways. Um, I'm pregnant. March 31st. <laughs> yeah. March 31st was actually the first episode that dropped that Terry was featured in. So Terry's officially been podcasting shit. for a year. Burr, 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 yeah. Burr. Yeah, where's the confetti? Where's the confetti? I appreciate the love. He deserves it. I tell you, as we're sitting here in the studio, <laughs> which the we're going to put up a poll. We're going to put up a poll on the Instagram and we're going to figure out what the Funkies think because we have a couple names that oh. we're kind of deciding. Or, I mean, I don't know. It might be March Madness style. It might do tournament. Okay. Have one be eliminated or something like that. But we're like going to have some I names. Like kind of be thrown around as to what we're going to name this studio because we do have to name it something. That's the thing that we're working on right now. Yeah, that's what the dilemma is. We need to get it, you know, we need to name it, but, you know, we don't really know exactly what. Can I throw my name in the... Do you? Throw as many as you want. Do your fucking thing, dude. Hey, that's... Front runners, but throw as many as you want. The Function Dungeon, man. Y'all are in the basement, ain't y'all? Oh, I do like that. Y'all are in the dungeon, man. I do like that. I like it, too. I like it, too. We're going to write it on the list. (laughs) It's the dungeon, baby. The lab. You can call it whatever you want. We can't go in the lab because there is a uh, a podcast already in the lab. Shout out Elvis Escobar. Shout out to Yeah, WWE podcast. But anyways, yeah. There is some other. There is some other. uh, There's some good ones out there. Yeah, there's some good ones out there's there, man. Good, it's, I think it's, I think it almost I think it almost needs to have like a, a F. It's got to start with an F. The fortress, you know, the football function fortress, or you know, something dude, something like along those lines. Dude, that shit was that, cool. yeah, that, hey, that's straight from the chest, dude. Like you know, that's, <laughs> like you know me, I'm honest, blunt. It's it's razor that's thin cool. hair trigger. I, that's me always. And just I'll tell the funkies out there. Saying cousin Mike is probably fake. No, no, no. Cousin Mike is in real life. <laughs> in real life is how I am on this freaking podcast. Just so yeah, y'all know, I no show. fake. I am exactly. He probably tones it down a little bit on the podcast. Actually, probably do. Yeah, actually, no I kind of do. That ain't I, no do. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, you, mm. it would seem natural. It's not like you're gonna come on a podcast and just be like, you know, go yeah. psychopath. Or no. no, no, no. Anyways, uh, I guess on that note, we can go ahead and close it out here. I did enjoy getting a chance. I thought yeah, this I was a good, it. a good episode. Yeah. It was, in my opinion, it was even smoother than last year, you know, okay, kind of breaking down these prospects. is kind of how we're going to do it. We want these to start coming, though. Like, we, we don't know really what's going to happen on Sunday, obviously. WrestleMania in Dallas, I'm going to be there. So sure, I won't be bad. here Sunday night to record. Terry's going to be out of town as well. I don't really know what we're going to do. We might maybe try to pre-record something. That'll be in the works. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. Who knows? Yeah. Something might be coming though. I don't for know. Sure. I don't, don't sure. want to, you know, get your hopes up <laughs> or anything like that. But either way, we're officially fully into draft season. If it's Let's not go. going to be a position breakdown episode, it's going to be a mock draft episode. Yep. Um, who knows if there's something you know that works out in our favor? We might end up knocking out a team of destiny episode. We'll we'll kind of yeah, we can do that. We'll get to that as Stay it comes. It. But uh, it's really just this weekend in particular going to WrestleMania. Going to put a little bit Hard of fork in plans. Let's go. But it's my first One, time two, ever go to WrestleMania. Pinfall, baby. Okay. I'm actually kind of fucking jealous. Like I don't. Stone I don't watch fucking wrestling. cold. Are you kidding me? Dude, Dude, 
I don't Stone Cold watch making his anymore. return after 19 years. Oh, come so on, man. And Pat's going to be there, dude. Yeah, Pat McAfee. Oh, Pat McAfee's, yeah, Pat McAfee's fighting. Shout out to Mr. McAfee, dude. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Johnny Ooh. Knoxville has a match. What the dude, fuck? It's, it's, what? Who's he fighting? Steve Paul's in a tag team as well against Rey Mysterio and his son. Oh, my God. Logan Paul, or I mean, uh, Johnny Knoxville's fighting Sami Zayn. I have no idea. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I've had a lot of funkies are probably listening to this right now saying, what the like, hell Like, shut the fuck about? up. Hey, it's WrestleMania, <laughs> baby. I, I, I love it. I get I it, though. I get it, all the time, so oh, hearing all these new guys and stuff is always pretty cool. Yeah, yeah but hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin, just really quickly, that's dude. I will say, that's like, my dude. That's my he's been out. He, he's been out of wrestling because of, like, you know, obviously the neck injury and all that stuff, being forced to retire 19 years ago. Basically, like, with so much gas still left in the tank, you know, so much still to offer. And him having to walk away and then Ooh, make his return way. in Dallas, Texas, where his career Ooh. started mm. long mm. ass time ago. Um, you know, people that are familiar with like crowd events, you know, whether it's a wrestling oh, show, uh, yeah. you know, uh, any type of event, you like, there's a thing called a pop, you know, like oh, the crowd yeah, the pop. Command of it. There's going to be a deafening <laughs> pop when Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin comes out. I expect when the glass, when speech, the glass right, breaks. If you're watching baby. it, yes. I expect uh-huh. the FaceTime. Just be, oh, just know God. that I'm going to. Dude, I just there. got goosebumps. I'm going to be part of Look, that. I got goosebumps talking about. You don't want to know what I just got. <laughs> you got a Woody. I'm just kidding. But anyways, yeah. Just so y'all know, that's uh, that's kind of what we got going on here. So is jealous, just a you know a badass weekend in store going to going to Dallas that, with Aish. Gonna stay with Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out, Kevin. Shout out, Kevin. That's what's crazy, dude. Is honestly just a little fun story before we officially sign off. Then I'll let you guys go. Kevin Watson. I was I was gonna literally message him today, like, cause he had posted a story a badass Mercedes. I'm not sure if you guys have him on Snapchat, but oh my gosh, dude, he posted a sick Mercedes Benz uh, that Mm. came through his uh, his dealership. Yeah, let's go. And I was gonna message him today and say, hey, what are you doing Sunday? I'm gonna be in Dallas, but uh. I, this was before I talked to you, and I knew you were going to be busy as well because I was mm-hmm. going to talk to you guys yeah. and see if you guys might be interested in, you know, dropping a show. And I was going to see yeah. if Kevin wanted to hop on and help you guys. And before, next thing you know, my Airbnb canceled that I booked like over a month ago. So, I mean, keep in mind, WrestleMania is in two days. Like, Dallas is going to be completely packed. Oh, completely God, screwed. Yes. No, you know, God. but luckily. Kevin, I mean, this is why, you know, Kevin obviously is one of the best friends in the world, he's obviously, but just came in clutch on the spot. Awesome, I just said, dude. hey, is there any way, you know, because he's offered before. Just said, hey, you know, if you guys ever come to town, you know, hit me up. You know, I got room. You guys could spend the night or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, you know, now we're saving money on that. We're going to hang out with him, get to, you know, chop it up with Kevin. Dude, Probably going to yeah. go get, get to go eat with him and all that stuff. I'm looking forward to that. But That's it's just kind of so like dope. in addition to the trip that, you know, wasn't going to be there. You know, you turn – a shitty situation into a good situation. Great. Situation. You know, we, we oh, got yeah, screwed right. out of our Airbnb. I was like, are you kidding me, man? The, the whole process was going. Good smooth. luck. Yeah. Good luck finding yeah. something on fucking WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. Yeah, Texas. exactly. Dude. Good yeah, luck. That's kind of, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, man, we're gonna have to get some hotel. It's going to be completely overpriced. And yeah, definitely oh, wasn't God, a good yeah. situation. But shout but, out Kev though. Yeah. But shout, shout out, out Kev. Kev. I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way. Give Love. a quick shout out to him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. on that note, the floor is you guys. You know, I'm just so jealous that you get to see all that, man. Uh, I, I'm yeah. definitely, I'm definitely can't wait for the uh, the snaps. What? And all the, all the intros of everybody's. I can't wait for all that shit, dude. That's just gonna be dope. I'm, I'm definitely jealous. I've got to work all weekend, taking me out of town. Um, but other than that, uh, I have nothing else planned. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode because I sure as hell did, dude. I loved what you had to bring of it. I loved your dive into it. 
Um, CM, I did not expect you to go as deep as you did, dude. I appreciate you studying, dude, and you know keeping up with these guys. I know you dogged on my boy Carson, um, but, um, so don't do that again, or we're gonna have problems. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's but, good. But to the funkies, I appreciate you guys. One love, everybody. Hey, just just so you know, guys, I'm gonna show y'all real quick. This is my homework. <laughs> To empty. all the funkies that can't it's see, em- it is a blank sheet of paper. paper. That was straight from the dome. <laughs> that was straight from the dome. But, you know, cause, just because I know my shit, like things stick and I remember guys, I remember where they played yeah. for, you know, things yeah, like yeah. that, of course. I respect and, your brain, bro. Oh, man, of course. I appreciate that as always, man. And I hope you're right about the whole strong thing. You know, good. Yeah, I just don't see it. You see it, you know, and usually write about it. So I'll probably eat my fucking words, you know, in about, you know, a year. But, you know, shout out to Mr. Ritter. You know, shout out to you guys, of course. You know, good luck at WrestleMania. Stay out of trouble. You know, like, you know, hey, it all depends know. on who wins that Pat McAfee. <laughs> Boston Theory gets the win. No problem. Cause I'm going to go to jail that night. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to hear from Mikey Ritter. For I mean, and, there's yeah. already a good chance that whenever Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, I'm going to have to be cracking up and maybe. A couple oh, baby. Lights, Let's go. A couple Miller lights. What? A couple Budweiser's. A couple Modellos. What? A couple. Damn it, fuck. I was going to go. Anyways, Let's go. Anyways. I love it. Hey, I'm I love ready, it. You know, already in, uh, I appreciate in it, man. What? Yeah. All right, <laughs> man. Love you guys. Thank y'all. Thank y'all as always. Appreciate it. Yeah. God bless. Funkies. Sure. Hey, keep following these boys, man. Keep doing y'all's fucking due diligence, man. Patreon, Instagram, you know, Twitter. You know, uh, I don't give a fuck. OnlyFans. All this shit, dude. Y'all stay up on these boys. Keep doing y'all's job. Keep giving them five-star ratings. You know, give us, you know, you know, ideas. Like, keep doing what y'all are doing, man. Much love to all the family. Much love to all the friends. Pops, cousins, anybody that listens. Saudi Arabia to Germany. We love you and God bless. Oh, yeah. Definitely just want to piggyback off that. Shout out to the Funkies, obviously, wherever you're from. Obviously, we, clearly, we, you know, we love the listeners here in the United States. But seeing that we actually True. have some consistent <laughs> listeners love them that are from... You know, other countries is just pretty cool. You know, it's humbling right. to see because that dope. means that, you know, I don't know anybody over there. It's not like I'm saying, hey, you know, listen to the show. They found <laughs> sure. it on their own and they're continuing to listen. So just kind of no that, that's uh, the goal, you know, is to is to build this. Thing. That's why, hey, I mean, if, if you're sharing the show, if you've told a friend, if you suggested it to a friend, like I can't thank you enough. And obviously, if you've left the five star rating or a written review, I cannot thank you enough. Those things really help out the show. And then obviously, if you subscribe to Patreon, that's like the number one way to support the show. And obviously, you get benefits like ad-free episodes and all that stuff. So I definitely appreciate you guys who have done that. But hopefully, you will come back. Like I said, might not have an episode on Sunday, but who knows? We might be able to surprise you, depending on what Terry has up his sleeve. But we'll kind of, you know, I guess, end it there. Hope you guys all have a damn good weekend. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Damn sure looking forward to it. But I will be posting stuff um, as the weekend goes on but anyways shout out to terry shout out to cousin mike shout out to you for listening have a damn good weekend walk passionately in the direction of your dreams and i'll talk to you soon